Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're about to break down UFC fight night Strickland versus Omega Medoff, where my boy Sean Strickland got a finish and the first time in a long time. And as always, before we start this shit, go down, like, and subscribe, comment what you thought on the card, comment your favorite KO, sub, finish, everything in between. These are your hosts. I'm Paul. Pick a win of Concha, and I'm always joined with. And you already know it's your boy, Kev. Water boy, boy, aka the Dom Pye, but also known as the realest motherfucker on your screen. And this card was lit. Paul, oh, this shit was jumping from prelims to main event. Where do you want to get cracking first? Because I enjoyed this card. So I want to start this thing with the recaps. Where first thing, no particular order. We can jump into order later, but just. Well, I'm going to recap our highlights. It's like, we called that shit. So, first one on this segment is going to be you calling Elvis Burner to get the K- to get the win over Garen Kralazzi, who was minus 600 to Burner's plus four. And I told you, I was like, this is the biggest dog on the car, Kev. And he said, give it to me. Shoot boxing ain't no joke. So, like, I'll just start the segment. I think that's the first one we should start with is you called that shit, Kev. How did, how did you feel when that shit went down? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. As Shoot you, boxing, man. Tell, tell it, the world as I go grab my beer real quick. No cap, man. You need a cold one after this. But shit was nice, and he did it in a pair of Charles Oliveira shorts. So I was like, oh, yeah, bro came through to hit it. But this was a banger of a fight. This was my pick for fight of the night. I believed in Brenner. I mean, the first two definitely, they, he lost the first two rounds on all the judges' scorecards, but it was a close fight. It was going to be close regardless. And the fact that he fucking just came back and got the knockout, and the knockout was crazy because I swear the punch that he did it for him was like a punch on the neck. It wasn't even like his chin exactly. I don't know what it was, but he put the power of God in that motherfucking left hand, dropped him, got a couple of hammer shots. And walked off with the motherfucking dub. Shout out, my boy. And that cut on his head was gross. Okay, I'm That's happy it. I didn't miss that part. I was going to say, I don't know if you said it, but that cut was bad. That shit was huge. I was looking at it like, yuck. But never stopped once looking at it. <laughs> yeah, I was telling people around me that were seeing his hair, like, oh, his hair's kind of dope. I like the red. And I was like, bro, he came in with white hair. Now he's <laughs> the cut. The, he has a cut on his head that's making him gush right now. But he definitely got that dog in him. Like fucking shoot boxing's breeding warriors right now. What it looks like. And Garen Kutalazzi, I said it on the preview. He is one of the most unlucky motherfuckers. I like. He came into UFC, had to go against Demir Ismogulov, who will hit on next, and then Martez Gamrot, two heavy hitters, and then followed up with this fight where you're probably gonna win. And then you lose in the last second. So, like, again, this the bad luck continues for him. <laughs> That's real shit, man. And then our next one, where uh, on the you called it selection, is whenever I said I love Kevin Lee and all the return, but Renoff Rock Renoff's going to probably buzz all through him. And I even said it in the, the uh, MMA chat with Knuckles and then what do y'all, they asked, what are you most looking forward to? I happened to hop into the chat at the perfect time and responded to that question. I was like, Renat's going to buzz Saul Kevin Lee. Got a couple down votes, but kept it moving. So definitely called it like he knocked him to the ground, 
then gets on top, guillotine submits him, and went all in under a minute. Like, 60 seconds or less, you got brutalized. Like, Renov Rock Renov is not to be trifled with or fucked with, and I think this win definitely put his name on the UFC map, especially against a, 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 a good fighter, Kevin Lee. Just unfortunate, his first fight back, they fed him to the Wolves. Nah, they fucking fed that boy to the Wolves. I mean, everybody was watching this fight like, God damn. Because you know every podcast had to bring it up. You had to bring it up. Everybody said the same thing. They were like, damn, kid. I'm sorry to say this. but like, And then they tried to talk about some happy shit afterwards. Nah, man. Renat is a fucking issue. Fucking problem. The way that he looked so good on his feet, won the exchanges. Damn near won the fight off of the feet. And then dropped him and got the submission immediately. Getting that boy up out of there like champions are supposed to do. So, yeah, I fucked with that. Kevin Lee, I mean, that's what I'm telling you, man. The UFC, I'm just trying to say this, man. UFC ain't shit. They're putting them older dudes up. Because how many fights does Kevin Lee have in the UFC alone? Like, probably 20 plus. Right. right? He has like six or five main events underneath his belt. That shit is crazy. I mean, he's the dude to be. He is a dude that could be the dude to be. <laughs> Always had injuries, and they just happened to absolutely demolish him coming back. But that was enough of that segment. I think we deserve to have our own little highlight reel at the end of the week. Hell yeah, but wait. He's at 19. What was it, like 19 wins in a row or something like that for Renat? Oh, yeah. He hasn't lost since, like, 2013. Crazy. Back when Connor was eating. Yeah, yeah. But in two wins, back-to-back, one against Brian Battle and now against Kevin Lee. Those are two decent names underneath the resume of a young budding like star making looking like. And he left that nigga lifeless. Yeah, no, it was bad, but that was bad. Like, you you definitely going on the cover this week, Kevin Lee. I'm sorry, but like that was a bad one. Put him a good fight, buddy. My last it up. And then this one almost made it. Our next fight we're gonna talk at almost made it into the you call it selection, but I don't think I ended up picking him. But I definitely was trying to tell you about homeboy, but. Benoit St. Denise getting the submission win over Ismail Bonfim. I did say the odds are way too heavy on Bonfim that Benoit St. Denise is a man's man, special forces, got the judo background, can, is a good BJJ. But I just thought Bonfim would have the takedown defense. But St. Denise was relentless. He, he was trying to do a Marab impersonation the way he was just like, I'm going to keep shooting until I get you. And he finally got him. Nah, dead ass, man. I mean, oh, man. Just that pressure is unstoppable. What was your favorite part about the fight? I didn't really, like, I didn't feel like it was very momentous up until the finish. Like, there wasn't really, it was like a couple strikes on the feet, and then he shoots, tries to shoot a takedown. He kind of gets it, and then they get back on the feet. Maybe a couple strikes, shoots for another takedown. And it wasn't really – and then, like, he finally got um, – the he took the back with the triangle, got him, got then got the fucking rear naked choke fight over in, like, probably 30 seconds when it hit the mat there. But, like, it wasn't, like, oh – like, because that, that was my one thing. I was, like, he could probably shoot a lot of takedowns. I didn't think he would. I thought it would be some stand. I think he – I thought he was going to shoot a couple takedowns, get stuffed, because Bonfum has good takedown defense and his footwork and everything is real high. And then Bonfim would just – it would be a good striking exchange of Bonfim winning. But, I mean, 
if Saint Denis is just, like Bonfim is not just another prospect. People after that KO of T Rex, people were super high on him and his brother. So this is it's not going to look like a big win outside of the MMA community, but we know, we know for Benoit Saint Denis, like if he continues to get some more wins stacked up. He could be the lightweight that no one was talking about, but now he's in the top fifteen and like holy shit, like he has been unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, like I be telling you, man, the whole Astro Machine thing, it's a lineal thing. It's like it's a lineal. I thought Bonfin was the machine. Now that he was my little Astro machine, now Saint Denise got it. You feel me? And it's in every weight class. Everybody has that belt in that weight class. So I look at this shit like Saint Denis showed that he was on a different um level than Bonfim, just ended in the first round. But the thing about it was, it was just the like the hype, like you said. Because even Bonfim was in the fuck there and ready to talk about something. Yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, he came all right, right here. And like, and at first I didn't think he was gonna get the sub watching it just because of how it was on the jaw. But when I come to find out that everything below the chin, everything below the nose is technically the chin. So regardless where you're getting your somebody's entire pressure cranking on your shit. So maybe they can't get under your chin, but they can crank it up jaw like a motherfucker. And that's what we saw in that neck like a motherfucker. So I think Bonfim's still a hitter. I might not be I don't think everybody's gonna be as high friend bro no more. But Saint Denise is the one we gotta really check out. Or Saint Denise. And everyone let me know in the comment section. This was a question that was floated. How just how bad is T Rex? Oh, uh, following this fight, <laughs> let us know. But our next one, Michael Morales getting the decision win over Max Griffin. Like I said, Max Griffin is a great test for that person who wants to be in the top fifteen. And Michael Morales hasn't fought in a year. He's the pride of Ecuador, and another unanimous decision win for homeboy he he looks good as ever i'm happy to see hopefully he's he's more active now he doesn't have the big layoffs because the first round was very close max griffin was hitting some body shots um stuffing a couple takedowns i think he even got a takedown himself or like reversed into uh controlling him on the clinch and it was kind of i was like kind of getting worried for michael Morales. i was like this is only a three-round fight and max griffin in my opinion won the first round and if you do the same more in the second and third, you're the, 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 like, I had you in my parlays. I need you to win, Michael. And oh. then he, he kind of turned it up. Like he started, um, he got, he, it was all on the feet too, which was kind of like the more surprising thing was like he figured it out and was, he didn't rely on his wrestling. Like he didn't need to. He was, he was the one that was winning on the feet. So, that's what made me feel better about him after this fight was the fact that he was doing it on the feet. Oh, nah. Morales is a G. I mean, straight up. When I found out bro's only 24 years old, that's when I was like, oh, this is when shit gets crazy. And he definitely lost that first round in a lot of people's eyes. But motherfucking, the fact that he came back and he was just throwing those punches, those hits, like, Shout out to Max Griffin. Like I feel like recently, UFC just made it a motherfucking staple to make sure they show somebody with a mean ass chin. Because shout out to bro, Cody. He just bites down on the mouthpiece, and he'll just he'll stay. That's what makes him fun is the fact Max Griffin when he's losing fights, he's not one of those fighters that just gives up. He'll still stay in the fight even to take the beating like a man. 
Hell yeah, man. And you've seen it. We just got to see it. And it was a great fight. I mean, Morales has nothing but the future for him. He needs to keep going up, fight more technical talent, learn learn from his lot, learn from future losses. Oh no, man. Morales is a guy to watch. And he's at welterweight, which is a very fun division that's kind of the young talent's coming up. Like the the card next week, we got fucking Jack Della Medina, welterweight. Um but yeah, Three undefeated dudes ranked in the welterweight division, I think, right now. Yeah, like the next iteration is kind of coming right now. So, like, seeing him get the win, he's 24. And Ecuador national champion wrestling. Yes, you could say Ecuador probably don't have many great wrestlers. But just the fact that at 24 years old, he can say he's a fucking national champion in the country of Ecuador. Like, that... That's better than a lot of these fucking Grand Valley champions that are coming into the UFC. Like, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, 24 years old, the future is bright for homie. And, and oh, Bo Nickel, that would be a fight I would love to see in the future. Michael Morales versus Bo Nickel. Oh, never mind. I forgot. Uh, Bo Nickel's at middleweight, my bad. But Morales is kind of big. I could see him moving up. Next fight, another great wrestling display. More, also, BJJ, but Grant Dawson. Namus decision win over Demir Ulov. I like I said, Demir retired in the last fight, and then he said, "Oh, I have one more fight left to come back and do it." It kind of showed me to me. That's why I didn't put him in none of my parlays or anything was because I didn't think he would. Like, if you're coming back knowing this is your last fight, how much are you really going hard for it? And I don't know. I'm not trying to diminish Grant Dawson and what he did because he definitely dominated this fight 100. percent Like. This was his fight through and through, first round to third. But like it, this, I I I'm not I'm not gonna judge it that high because I don't know how much Isn't Gulf came for it, and also I'm tired of these backpack. The I Grant Dawson's nice and all, but same thing why I didn't like Aljo. But like sometimes they just take your back triangle, and then it's just that for forever. And the ref doesn't stand you up, and you're just taking the back for like four and a half minutes on the backpack position. And you win the round, and you, it's great and all. But, like, as a fan viewing, it's just like, even I'd rather watch Armin Saryukin and Gamrot wrestle. That was beautiful. Give me that for fucking 25 minutes versus you on someone's back for fucking the whole round. No, that's real. That's so, so real. I mean, the best way to explain Graham Dawson was I saw a tweet that said, America, you have your Khabib. Like, he definitely showed a wrestling display that's on some Dagestani level. Like, definitely. He says he likes their style of wrestling, so he studies them. But definitely a great dude. Definitely want to see him do more. And he's already calling out other big names in the division. So he either wants a big name or a big rank. So he's calling out like Tony Ferguson, the Neil Darius. And the way he just kept and controlled the momentum, and like he was ragged on, but at one point I had him in the four Nelson. Yeah, he was really controlling the pace for show. And they're saying Grant and um, Grant Dawson was giving respect to bro. He was like, nah, bro could be like, he took this shit. If he wasn't, at, this is the division where anybody could be in the top five. That's how many hitters there are. So it's all about knocking off the right guys. Like he could be one of those people that are making a push to be ranked in the top five. But that's good because his last three fights are the he beat Jared Gordon, 
who Patty Pimblett just beat. That was like his big test. He beat Jared Gordon, dominated him, submitted him as well. He beats Marco Madsen, the Olympian wrestler. Then he and then he beats up Demarius Magulov. All three of these guys to me are like the the lightweight equivalent of Max Griffin, the guy outside the top fifteen that leads you into the top fifteen. So he yeah. he had to beat three fucking gatekeepers and did it all in spectacular fin like fin uh he finished two of them and and Demir is Magulov like he just dominated front to back so like if anyone deserves a, a, a to skip the line a couple spots in the top fifteen it's definitely him because he's he's been kind of held out of the top fifteen. No, that's real shit, man. But Grant Dawson. Is he a new favorite American fighter, American wrestler? He's like he's like a good version of Kobe Covington when it comes to this guy. I would say the the greatest American wrestler of all time is Kobe Covington. So I don't know why why we're even sitting here talking about who's my favorite American wrestler right now. Grant Dawson is the move. He's America's next hope in wrestling. <laughs> but I, but before we get to the main event, we only skipped two fights. I think that were pretty um that were pretty important. Um, the the opening for the prelims with um Black Blackway and um uh, Ratmanov and Ratmanov. Um, Only reason I skipped that fight was because it was a total ass whooping from start to finish. Yeah. it was just crazy because niggas fuck. But I didn't know how deep niggas fuck with Blackway. So I like, told you, bro. The, the Cino chat we go hard. Like the whole zone would be named for them for a minute. Bro, yeah, the name was, of the zone was Blackazoin for like weeks on end, and he didn't have a fight until like just now. Yeah, like no rap cap, motherfucking. They were going hard for bro. So I was watching, thinking like, like Cino's over here, like, yeah, man. I just got on. I just got. I just got. On, I just. I just got in just in time for Black Boys, and I was like, oh shit. I'm thinking like, oh Black Boys gonna fuck him up. Ramanov, I guess he's used to having like a crazy like style where he just kind of tries to um tear you apart immediately and then gasses out. Judo, so yeah, he's judo fucking people up. So this is this fight. He came with a more technical style. So he kind of got he kind of got all of our asses. He came with a technical style, and though it's not as pretty, it's not going to get the same amount of wins. It worked. Yeah, he still came in bigger than ever. Like he used to be more lean. Now I guess that's just maybe that's just him now. Maybe he thinks that heavyweight it'd be better if he's bigger. Yeah, boy, thicker man. But um. That's that's interesting, but um, and then also the the women's fight, Gato versus Lipsiki, and everybody's mad because they feel like Gato could have um won that fight. But I'm like, ah, it could have went either way. But the, I did the decision that fight, that one I did see. Gato, I did think win, but I wasn't paying so much attention into the fight to really be like, oh, I'm gonna stand on this opinion. I think it could have went either way. I think Lipsiki just um was a little bit more aggressive. That's pretty much the only difference. It was a crazy close fight, though. But what I didn't know is that Lipsiki was a his was um is like crazy has a nice little resume, and her nickname is the Queen of Violence, if I'm correct. That's hard. That might be the that going on my banner. I have like a, a list in my notes of like the best nicknames I've heard in fighting. Yeah, because I guess before she was a knockout artist, and she was fucking shit up. So that's why it's such a big deal that she came in this fight and she fought technical. Nobody was nobody. That's another fight where nobody was expecting that. So and then she ends up getting um. So a lot of people say controversial call, but nobody's really screaming robbery though. And so, 
before any guy tries to name himself the king of violence, this is a double standard. The king of violence sounds corny as hell. The queen of violence sounds hard. Dangerous. Lift, well, I'm, sure. know, I'm looking at her resume now, like it is kind of decent. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure we ran through them boys. But on to the main event. Damn, the queen of violence kind of cute. <laughs> Enough said. Main event time. Sean Strickland would look down on me right now if I said that. So, how do you feel? Because this, if we're going to do another segment, this is the egg on your head segment. And I was hyping up a Buster Mega Medoff. I told you before we started why I was hyping him up. I'm not going to go deep into what walked me down hyping him up again. But Sean Strickland getting a finish. I I don't think I've ever personally watched a UFC fight with him where he actually got a finish. So like this was fucking amazing. But is this why you do not fucking fast track these great fighters? Like not even great fighters. He wasn't like of a pedigree like some other people are. He wasn't part of the Mega Medoff clan. He wasn't some great college wrestler. He wasn't no. He, he didn't beat Izzy twice in kickboxing. He didn't beat Izzy twice in kickboxing. He he isn't some like uh top like bronze medalist at the ADJCC BJJ World Championship. Like he his last name's not Gracie. Like he doesn't like so. Why did like he got fast tracked? Maybe because the middleweight division is boring. But Sean Strickland. Someone who is known to just get decisions knocked his ass out. So someone, uh, someone needs to just like, someone needs to let me know, Kev. Is that should we should we start pumping the brakes on people? Yes, but that was the easy answer on that. But um, I just think it's crazy because um, you can't really just come from a whole other um. Whole nother promotion. It's nice when they come out nasty like an Alex Payetta or like a Nomega Medoff or a Bo Nickel. They come out nasty and they can they can take on these dudes. But that's a huge step up a uh, step up in competition. Number seven. And really the only reason why he's number seven is because he lost a really close fight to Cannoneer. So you could really be like number five for four, but MMA rankings don't and really he, matter. His loss before that was to the former champion, Pierre. Mm-hmm. So, like, I look at this, this fight, it's very interesting. I think it's it's also interesting because Avis won the first round. He beat the he poked him in the eye. Oh, but, don't get me wrong. I was talking my shit in the first round. There was, <laughs> I was like, I told you. I told you. And he uh, he poked him in the eye, and the shout-out was starting to Sean Strickland for taking that eye poke and keeping it. Both eyeballs got poked. Both of them? I believe it was because it was like one of those where like it was like so because he went deep and want this eye so deep that like the other the other like you know you you go a little <laughs> further and then you go a little further your other finger can reach and hit the other eyeball a very good typical move if you ask me uh, but yeah that's just funny I mean. The fact that he did that, because like you said, man, I, there was that coward in me that wanted to stop, but I said, nah, fuck it. So I respect that to the fullest, because that's some real nigga shit. Mary. But um, him coming through and getting that finish was nice. I think Avis gassed himself out in the first round. But um, 
him getting that finish was nice. I mean, just giving him hands, hands, hands. And then his speech afterwards, I, I had that coward in me. There was a coward. The coward was speaking. I said, no, fuck that. I heard you guys in the background. I said, I got to do this. I fucking love this country. I said, I know he literally said, I fuck, I know I say a lot of crazy shit, but I fucking love this country. I die for this country. I kill for this country. I'm just like, okay, this is this is what exactly what I wanted from a Sean Strickland knockout. Even a Sean Strickland um win. Even though Dana wasn't there, you know that in those moments Sean Strickland has to Mike Dana is holding his breath. Facts. He is he probably tuned in as he said, Who won? By what? Put on the fucking ESPN channel right now. <laughs> like, like fucking he he's like, hold on, he's about to have he, he has had a knockout like five years. He's about to say something. Facts. And he's a good guy, man. I mean, shout out Strickland. I mean, Avis didn't look bad. I think he probably has to get those cardio shit figured out. But he didn't look terrible. So the, I don't think the Avis train stops. Maybe slow it down. Give him like somebody, give him a Give him a non-ranked opponent, somebody that's not really hitting like that. No, I think Sean Strickland, at this point, I know he wants a title fight after this. He's Which is wild. He's not getting it. But there is, I think he, the middleweight division is so open and he hasn't fought Izzy yet, where like if things kind of play a certain way, maybe he could eventually in one or two fights get it. But also at the same time, a middleweight, I don't know how fast we want Bo Nickel to move up. So, like, I don't want to see a Sean Strickland versus Bo Nickel coming up soon. That is not, that is stylistically not a good fight for Sean Strickland. Dead as, I look at it as there's a lot that can go down as this division. And if Sean Strickland had beat Jared Cannonier, then I would be like, okay, let's give him the loser and trick us and, um, no, nah, if he had beat Kenny, I would have said, yo, you know what? Maybe not a title shot, but you can be the next number one contender fight type shit. But because he lost to Cannonier, it's tough to give him another title shot after Cannonier just beat like a Marvin Vittori, broke the record for um, middleweight punches for, um, for significant strikes. I'm thinking like Cannonier is going to, I think Izzy fights the winner of Trickers versus, um, versus Whitaker. And Cannoneer is the backup fighter for that. And then Sean Strickland just get one more W. And then you get one more W gets you really deep in that mix. No. And he's kind of got a following. Even though, like. They love him. Yeah, even though it's not, like, big on Twitter. I mean, he's big on Twitter, but it's not like his Twitter page got a lot of followers and shit. It's just, like. He has a community that fucked with him. And there was that press conference where him and Izzy were going back and forth. He was like, you watch fucking anime porn, you weirdo. I really hope we're in the timeline in, where we get to see Sean Strickland win, be champion. I really hope we're in that universe. Just wait on it, man. <laughs> and he beat him or Mega Metal. You didn't know Megan Law. That is pretty good for your resume. But shout out Sean Strickland for just showing up. They said he got paid a lot of money and took that took this fight when he probably didn't have to. So shout out him and again the W again the again um KO. Keep shout out Sean Strickland in the Apex. I think Sean Strickland can make the Apex great again. 
Yeah, Sean Strickland runs the Apex. I think his next fight should be like Paulo Acosta, maybe, in the Apex. But Paulo Acosta's book right now. But that's just me, though. Sean Strickland needs to get hat again. That says "Make Apex Great Again," and sell that as merch. I think that would. I think in his community that would bang. Hell yeah! All right, Kev though. Kevo, shit, I'm a little drunk. We talking fights, best combo in the world. We just. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, shout out. My bad. Shout out UFC fight. International fight week. We're looking forward to it, man. Hey, man, cross your. Hey, I'm gonna put it in the air. Next year we will be at International Fight Week because Las Vegas, Paul's birthday weekend. That's always my weekend too. I give it. It's always in my like span of days. We gonna be there if it's at the because it was the same time last week, same time last year. So we're gonna be there next year gonna be a party and we're gonna go to like the UFC events. That's probably why we ain't go this year because next year we won't we don't have money to go to the events. And it's all because of y'all boys. Please stay liking, please stay subscribing. We fuck with you man. Comment, follow us on Twitter at Lil underscore K E Kev K E Kev Paul at King Concha. Also you can follow my MMA page at the Ogre MMA. Make sure you follow the podcast totally underscore blitz. Oh man, we have nothing but good shit coming for you. But in the meantime, I don't mind telling you and the niggas around you that y'all some hoes.